I'm Jesse Aredia, and you're listening to Mom Empowered, where I help moms ditch their anger, break free from anxiety, and create the life they've always wanted. This show is for the mom who's ready to become more free and empowered. Today, I want to have a conversation on the topic of pursuing your goals or creating more of the life that you want. Because something that I've personally experienced and something that I see many of my clients experiencing is there's a little bit of mind drama around really owning your goals and really owning your dreams and what it is that you most want. And maybe you're in this place right now. Maybe you have an idea that's been planted in your head or a dream that's been on your heart. And instead of just going after those things, you're kind of sitting and waiting and hoping for some kind of sign or confirmation that you are allowed to want those things in the first place. Maybe you are currently living a life that feels somewhat average compared to what you once envisioned for yourself. You know, maybe life as a stay-at-home mom is kind of bumming you out. Maybe life as a working mom is bumming you out. But because it's the life you chose and because it's what you're used to or because you don't really know what you could even do differently, um, you've just grown accustomed to sticking with the status quo. Um, Maybe you're completely ignoring the possibility that you could do something different, that you could have something different and enjoy something different, Um, like a stronger marriage. You know, maybe maybe you have a desire for that, but you haven't been been fully embracing it. Maybe you long for um, a healthier body that you feel fully comfortable in. Maybe you long for more income to bless your family and bless others with, or you long for a solid community, a source of support in your life that pushes you and is there for you. Well, today I want to be the person in your life who isn't afraid to ask the question, what do you want? What do you want? You know, I want to be the Noah to your alley. I know all the notebook fans know what I'm talking about. What do you want? And my hope is that you will allow yourself to answer honestly, that you will challenge yourself to dig deep for what it is that you feel like you've been maybe missing or you've been secretly longing for. Now, if you're, you know, a Christian like me, I think we as believers especially struggle with this concept of embracing what we want sometimes. Because in scripture, there's just so much in there that warns us against pride and selfishness and greed. And in our minds or in Christian culture, we've maybe equated desire with these things. Regardless of whether the desires are good or bad, we just somehow equate them with selfishness or greed. And we've just gotten used to instantly writing them off. Because surely if it's something that would make us happy or make us feel better or cause us to enjoy life more, then, you know, it must not be, it must not be biblical or maybe it's a scheme of the enemy or it's a worldly temptation we have to resist. And I know that that's not what all Christians believe and I don't just want to paint this wide generalization and I also don't want to downplay the importance of discerning the wisdom or the godliness and the intentions behind our desires and dreams because desires can lead us astray. They can be sinful. They can be from the world or of our sinful nature and not from God. But I don't want you to miss this. Jesus doesn't shy away from asking people what they want. So why do we? You know, in John 1, Jesus asked a couple of his disciples, before they even became his disciples, really, he asked them, what do you want? It was a simple question, but he said, what do you want? 
In John 5, you know, there's this paralyzed man. He's laying by the pool of Bethesda, longing for healing. And Jesus comes by and just says, do do you want to be made well? He had been there for like, I think like 30 years. And Jesus says, do you want to be made well? He made him verbalize what he wanted. Um, In Matthew 20, there's some blind men who are calling out to Jesus as he's walking by. And he stops to ask, what do you want me to do for you? As if it wasn't obvious, you know, but again, he, he wanted them to verbalize, what do you want me to do for you? Now, if God cares about us owning what we want, why do we have such a hard time with it? This fear of desire, it's a real struggle. But there are so many different verses in scripture that talk about desire in a beautiful, good light. Verses like Psalm 37, 4, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Proverbs 10, 24, what the wicked dreads will come upon him, but the desire of the righteous will be granted. Psalm 145, verse 19, he fulfills the desire of those who fear him. Now, it's true that our ultimate desire, you know, our, 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 our biggest desire should be for more of him, for more of his glory, for his will. But God has also created us so uniquely and intricately, and that includes the desires that we each have, whether you are someone who desires to raise a family, someone who desires to lead and impact lives in some capacity, someone who desires to use her gifts and passions and creativity and so on. So today, I want you to get comfortable with this idea that maybe some of the desires and the wants you've been sitting on, maybe the ones you haven't even allowed yourself to admit or verbalize, I want you to sit with this idea that these desires and wants are freely yours to have and to hold and to own if you so dare to. Now, I work with a lot of different moms with a lot of different hopes and desires and goals. And as their life coach, I've noticed a pattern of them coming to me and asking me, well, Jesse, what do you think I should do? Should I go with this opportunity? Should I do something about this thing? Should I take this next step? And I, I've decided personally to be very mindful that I never just outright answer yes or no, but that I, I instead ask them first, Well, what do you want to do? Do you want to take that opportunity? Do you want to pursue that thing? Do you want to take that next step? You know, uh, change things in your life. Now, the reason why they're coming to me with these decisions and the opportunities that they're on the fence about, I believe it's because we as human, we as humans, we have these brains that are constantly assessing risk and looking for threats. Um, you know, this is this is something that our brain is just programmed to do. Our brains are still programmed to go into the same kind of survival mode that people had to go into a long, long time ago um, in hunting and gathering societies when a lot of the decisions for them were literally life or death. Now, deciding whether you want to launch a business or join a gym or take more time for yourself and your emotional health or put your kids in childcare, like these are not life or death situations. And yet, because of the way our brains are wired, we are still constantly assessing risks, constantly looking for threats, and not just threats to us, but threats to the people we have an attachment to, like our families, our husbands, our kids. I think for many of us, we are scared to own what it is that we want 
because it means that we are responsible for the outcome. And like I said, we, you know, we are assessing for risk. We're looking for risk. So we automatically imagine the worst possible scenario, right? Where we, we imagine the worst kind of outcome. I see this a lot with moms when they have a new idea or desire or goal that they think will somehow have a negative impact on their kids or conflict with their vision of what motherhood should be like. You know, they're, they're scared to own their wants because they don't want to be held responsible for what it might mean for their family and for the people they love most. And I, I get that. I really, truly do. But here's the truth that we all at some point have to grasp if we're ever going to truly create the life that we want and experience abundance in all aspects, in all seasons. Here's the truth we, we're going to need to grasp. Wanting something And trying to stop yourself from wanting that thing or forcing yourself to stay where you are instead of going after that thing, doing that does have an impact on your family. It does have an impact on how you show up for your kids or in your marriage or in your ministry and community. When you are thinking things like, I can't have this, I can't go after this, I can't attain this, the feelings you are creating from these thoughts are oftentimes feelings of powerlessness. Feelings of lack of motivation, feelings of unfulfillment, maybe even resentment. And from these feelings can come all kinds of action, whether it looks like you checking out on social media or Netflix instead of actually engaging with your kids, um, maybe spending way too much money on things that temporarily make you feel better because you don't yet have this lasting feeling of fulfillment. Um, you know, maybe, maybe it causes you to snap at your family over little things. Um, and maybe even choosing to not only not pursue the thing that you most want, but to also sacrifice all of your wants to the point where you're not even meeting your most basic physical and emotional needs. You might even notice that when you have thoughts and feelings like these, I can't have this, I can't go after this, that you also stop pursuing God with the same passion and motivation. You put time with him on the back burner. So with all of that being said, What if we were to start being honest with ourselves no matter what? Simply for the fact that either way, we are creating results in our lives based on those desires. Whether they're hidden and unfulfilled or whether we are running full force after them. They're already there. They're already influencing us. They're already having an impact in our life. So why not just own them? I have a client who just recently left her full-time job to fully pursue her dream of becoming a life coach. And this was not an easy decision for her to come to. I walked with her for a long time as she wrestled with whether this was the right thing to do or whether it was the smart thing to do or how willing she was to live with the consequences of each scenario. And every time I asked her, well, what do you want to do? What is the vision you have for your life? What is your dream? What do you want? I, I could see her. I really could see her growing a little more confident, leaning a little more in one particular direction. Because the truth is a lot of us already know deep down what we're missing and what we most want. But again, there's the fear of fully owning it and then going after it. Now, there was one day where I asked this client to do this one particular exercise where you fully write out your dream day. I asked her to give it lots of detail, like even down to the nitty gritty of what time she wakes up, what time she goes to bed, how she feels in the morning, what she does for herself and for her goals, how much time she spends with her two-year-old and her husband, um, how much time she spends working, uh, what, what, what she does in the evening, how she feels at the end of the 
the day, what, uh, what her work hours are. And at the time that she did this exercise, she was still working her full-time job while also trying to build her coaching business on the side. And it was clear after she had written down like, okay, this is what my dream day looks like. It was clear that there was some conflict there. Her dream day wasn't all that possible. Or if it was, it just looked exhausting because of how much she would be trying to fit in and juggle. Now, some of you ladies today would benefit from doing this kind of exercise and just really taking a look at what your dream day might look like and then assessing how close or how far you are to having that. But the thing that I want I want to point out about this is that our life is ultimately made up of days, individual days. And so if you're not living your dream days, how could you possibly end up living your dream life? You can't. You can't. You won't ever be able to reach it. Now, I think this exercise was very eye-opening for my client and actually helped set her up for success for when she did finally decide to put in her two weeks notice and leave her job. Because even though she was nervous, she also felt so much lighter now that she had done this visualization and could see laid out before her all of the possibilities that she had just welcomed into her life. Now, you know, a few weeks later, she is living her dream day. She is on track to living her dream life. But what it required, you know, for her to reach this point was that she had to allow herself to own what it was that she most wanted. And then she had to believe that not only is she worthy of that, but that she actually has the power to make that happen. Even though she did not need my permission whatsoever to make this decision for herself. I think having someone ask her repeatedly, well, what do you want? What is your dream? What do you hope for? I believe that challenged her in a really powerful way and helped her get to this point because as her coach, I was able to give her the permission slip that she was most longing for. She didn't need it from me, but but it, it meant something to her. And I hope that as you're listening to this, that in some way I can serve the purpose of offering you a permission slip to you too. A permission slip to dream again, to actually own your wants and desires, and also a permission slip to ask really tough questions to yourself and, and answer honestly, because How else can you grow? You can't take confident steps forward if your eyes are not fully open. So I want to challenge you to ask yourself some questions like, if I didn't care about what people thought of me, would I still be doing this thing? Or would I be wanting something different? If I wasn't carrying around the weight of my husband's fear, would I be afraid to move forward or would I just go for it? Um, If I wasn't on social media and I couldn't see what everyone else's normal looked like, would I be trying to form my life around this ideal of normal or would my true normal be something totally different? Asking ourselves these questions is what can help us create a life that truly is more aligned with our values. It can help us break out of victim mode and move out of the status quo and, and, and it can challenge us to take empowered steps forward. In essence, these can push us to become even more ourselves. What a powerful thought that is. I want you to sit with that for a moment. What if owning your wants is the key to you becoming even more yourself? Now, there was one point in my life where I made the decision to abandon my desire and dream of being a writer. I had that dream for the longest time, but I decided to put it to the side in order to become a stay-at-home mom. 
And at the time, it really did make sense. It really did feel right. It aligned with our values. Uh, My husband and I were both on the same page. I knew that when I started a family, you know, I, I wanted to be all in and I wasn't in a totally healthy place at the time where I could just write on the side and it's not a big deal and it doesn't consume me. I needed to put that passion and, you know, my gifts a little bit on the back burner so I could step fully into the role of mom. And this, this worked for me for a little while, you know, until I just couldn't shake this gnawing feeling that I was missing something, that I wasn't doing what I most longed for, and that I was somehow not being fully myself. It was a feeling that kept me up at night a lot, and it really started to haunt me. And what most held me back from just picking up writing again and just, you know, carrying on, what most held me back was the fear of choosing wrong. The fear that if I were to just go ahead and pursue something down this avenue again, I would somehow end up displeasing God. Until there came a day where I had gotten so fed up with this back and forth conversation I'd been having with myself in my head. And I finally just said out loud, like, God, I could really use some confirmation in this because I I can't take another day of this indecisiveness. I just can't. I just need to know where are you leading me? What's the right thing to do? What, what, what do you want here? What, what can I do? And I really do believe that I heard God speak back to me in that moment. I don't know if it was in my mind or my heart or, you know, however you want to describe it, but what he said, I will never forget because he said to me, Jesse, you are so afraid that if you pursue this, you are going to lose your soul. But I promise you, Jesse, this is how I'm going to take care of your soul. This is how I'm going to take care of it. And from that conversation, from that prayer, from that day was born the Soul Care for the New Mom podcast, which obviously has since evolved into the Mom Empowered podcast um, and has led to so many incredible gifts and blessings like my coaching business that I am obsessed with in the best way possible. And that is changing mom's lives in incredibly powerful ways. And it was because I was willing to own my want, to own my desire, and and to be led forward into it. It's because of that that I got set on a path that has led me to become happier and healthier than I've ever been and feel more like myself, like who I was created to be all along. Now, I do believe that some of you today are waiting for a sign. You're waiting for a confirmation that will somehow allow you, you know, give you that permission slip to take that step forward you've been dying to take. And in the instance of the story I just shared, I did feel confidently that I had that. that I had that little bit of a sign or a nudge in the right direction. But truthfully, this actually was not the event that most changed me or most grew my faith and enabled me to stand as powerfully as I do today. Really, what most did those things was me choosing to then pursue another want, to own another desire on my heart. And that desire was to become a life coach and launch my own coaching business. And in that decision... I can tell you there was no confirmation whatsoever. There was no sign from heaven. There was no assurance that it was the right path for me to take. There was only my dream, my want, my desire, and then my willingness to blindly go after it. That same client I talked about earlier who just recently quit her job and became a coach as well, she asked me once something along the lines of, how did you know that you were called to be a life coach? 
And my answer, my honest answer was, I didn't. And I still don't. You know, I, I really don't. I don't know if it's my life's calling. It doesn't matter to me whether or not it is. And, and I shared with her a scene from this movie that really resonated with me. It's a, it's a movie from the 80s called Chariots of Fire. You may have seen it. And it's based on the true story of two Olympic runners. And one of these runners was a devout Christian who grew up with um, a missionary family. His parents were missionaries. Now, truthfully, I've never seen the whole movie, but I have seen this, uh, this one scene in particular that I just felt like it spoke volumes. Uh, the main character, this runner, he's training so hard, giving his all to make it to the Olympics. He's talking to his sister and she is having a really hard time understanding why he is fighting so hard for this dream and why he isn't taking up the Lord's work as a missionary like the rest of their family. You know, it was very confusing to her. It didn't make sense to her. And as they're having this back and forth conversation, he says this line that it just, it just stopped me dead in my tracks the first time I ever heard it because it was like, wow, this is exactly what I feel and what I believe. And th this just perfectly explains what coaching is for me. He says to her so simply, so matter of factly, when I run, I feel God's pleasure. When I run, I feel his pleasure. Now, I believe that some of you ladies today, you have a desire on your heart and you are hoping, praying desperately that it's an okay desire to have and that you will somehow be given permission or confirmation to go after it. And I want to challenge you today with this thought. Maybe this thing that you want so badly is already what God wants for you too. Because it's through this thing that he wants you to feel even more fully his pleasure and his delight and his love for you. This is what coaching is for me and why I don't for one second doubt that it's what I should be doing. Even though I've never had that divine moment where I felt like I was being called to it or God was confirming it for me. And I, you know, I just want to, you know, ask you, what if this is possible for you too? What if you were to believe that taking that next step you've been wanting to take or making that decision you've been wanting to make, what if you were to believe that this isn't going to be the means by which you disappoint God, but rather the means by which you draw even closer to God? What if this is not the means by which you're going to lose your soul, but the means by which he's going to take care of your soul and help you become even more of the woman he created you to be? And what if, now this is a question that might blow some of you guys' minds, what if it doesn't even really matter? What if even in the Lord's eyes, that decision you're mulling over of whether or not you should go after that thing you want, what if there is no right or wrong answer? What if no matter what you choose, it will still be used to mature you and grow you and help you learn and lead you closer to the heart of God and closer to uncovering what abundant living really means for you? Today, you can choose to own what you want, whether that is to be a stay-at-home mom, a homeschooling mom, a working mom, a mom with a business to call her own, a morning routine that excites you and gets you out of bed in the morning, new clothes that make you feel good again about yourself, a healthier body, a healthier mental state, counseling, coaching, a baby who sleeps through the night, a spouse who contributes more around the house, a deeper relationship with God, a deeper relationship with your husband, mind-blowing sex in the bedroom, which can I just pause real quick and say that at one time in my life, as a new mom with super low libido, I had to be willing to admit 
what I wanted. I had to say out loud to myself and to Grant, hey, I would like to experience more pleasure here because I'm not enjoying this and I want to be able to. And once I allowed myself to own that want and to actually verbalize that want, we actually were able to do something about it and get me that want and I love it. So hey, if that's what you want, own it. What if you could have the things that you are most longing for? Anything you want, the dream that's on your heart, if you're willing to own it and work for it and commit to it. I hope you sit with these questions, that you challenge your own thoughts and beliefs, that you really give yourself the permission to step fully into the dreams and desires on your heart because nobody is going to dream those things and fight hard for those things for you. They are yours to own. And now could be the time that you choose to fully start 